Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Shelter boys are back. The original combo, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield for the Shelter Sportscast. How are you, Steve? Oh, look at this. You're dressed as if you're off to go to uh, Pipeline and, uh, and surf. Pipeline? <laughs> Seriously. Your board shorts. Your board t-shirt. It's about 23 degrees, but you're uh, ready for summer. I can tell you've already checked yes. out uh, for the rest of the year. That's okay. I'm, I'm up and about. I've just recovered after the Melbourne Cup, which was about a week ago, but that takes, <laughs> takes me a fair while to uh, You've had Brecky you've had Radio. Radio up at 4 o'clock. Nothing better than that alarm, you know, that sound at 4.04 and you think to yourself, why am I getting out of bed for this, uh, well, because you get paid so well, I suppose. Yes. Uh, as, you know, as you know in radio. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, nice to be here. Yes, it's good to have you here, mate. The Julius Marlows have been sorely missed in my eyes. Uh, now, the uh, Southern River Band boys, of course, our yeah. intro music, they are playing their national tour. Tickets are selling very fast down at the Shelter Brewery down in Bustleton for December 2. And I officially am on board. I have my tickets. And the naked Genga, is that his name? Yes, that's right. The, the, seriously, is he naked? So it's a bit of a bit of a performance move, I think I believe he pulls out. He's got get a little bit loose. It's it's a bit, like, lose a bit of his clothing. Because I watched a bit of that Woodstock doco uh, on Netflix and um, I think it was Red Hot Chili Peppers, one of the, the guitarists, so he just went Flea. naked. Flea. I think it was Flea. Was it Flea? Yeah, it went, Flea. went naked for the whole performance in front of two point six million people. And no, seriously, it was just that. So this is what we're going to see. Could is you it, read the news naked? Do you think? Uh, I could. I could do it, but it'd be quite off putting for, uh, as my wife would say, it wouldn't be a very nice sight. Okay, very good. Now we're going to get through a bit today. We're going to do uh, a bit of a wrap around sport, um, all things sport, as well as, of course, the T20. Some bad news out of the T20 World Cup, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> the Aussies, bye bye. Uh, I'm not overly disappointed, to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm... I, I actually couldn't give a rat. <laughs> no, no, seriously. It, T20 cricket, in fact, the T20 World Cup is a bit like, you know, you go to the Royal Show, you have fun, and you've, as soon as you walk out the door, you've almost forgotten about the experience. Because it is, look, some of the cricket is brilliant, but to be fair, I mean, in, in terms of World Cups, you think of the World Cup of soccer, which is coming up. FIFA World Cup is massive, and even the Rugby World Cup is big. The T20 World Cup, um, look, the, the biggest thing, we'll talk about it, but if India plays Pakistan in the final, which is now possible, that would be 
for me, a terrific result. If you want to send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. You can follow us on socials, Shelter Footycast, to see some highlights of Skeets Julius Marlowe's. And you can find all of our stuff, tickets, uh, you can buy beer, shelterbrewing.com.au. This is brought to you by Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. The biggest moment of the round, as we touched on, Netherlands. Pull off a, um, a big uh, upset over South Africa. Yes, Australia lose, but I don't think that's the big moment of the round. The Netherlands beat South Africa to kick them out of the World Cup. That's it's, big. That's huge. And also, of course, uh, Ryan Campbell, one of our own, West Aussie, yep. has been the coach. He's sort of taking a step back after his uh, health scare with that, that heart attack or, or the, the, the heart issue that he had. And he would have been absolutely delighted as he uh, looks back on his time with the, the Dutch team and they get across the line against South Africa. Of course, that result opened the way for Pakistan to beat uh, Bangladesh, I yep. think it was, later in the day. And so they, for, they get into the top four and so we've got England New Zealand deserve to be there uh, Pakistan and India of course separate sides of the draw here India and Pakistan so if they both win their respective semis back at the MCG we know that the vibe that that crowd 85 90 in fact Zimbabwe yesterday drew 82,000 people can you believe that well there I, was another team involved called India <laughs> I think a few of the fans <laughs> were there to support India um South Africa have had a long history of absolute choking, choking in World Cups, haven't they? Oh, oh. I mean, that is an absolute butcher job. A great job by Ryan Campbell and the Netherlands boys. I might say, I was on the Netherlands. Hamish Brasher and I spoke about it. We were on Namibia. Namibia get knocked out by the Netherlands, so we shifted to Netherlands. Our boys, the Netherlands, the Dutch, they get it done. Uh, but that's an absolute butcher job by South Africa. That's, that's, I mean, I, I thought they might win the competition. That's, for me, mindset of players and nothing else. Like, they are highly skilled, more skilled than the Netherlands team. They've played in more big competitions. They've had the experience. Um, They have everything, and then you can't do it. That's mental application. Yeah, no, you're right. The only thing is, with T20 cricket, a bit different to, say, the 50-over format or, say, it was a test match... The, the, the vagaries or the unpredictability is just a little bit... The room for, for errors, not so... You know, there's, there can be different results from, from week to week. So that, that's the only um, cop-out I'll give for South Africa. But it's great for the... That's why the World Cup exists, in my mind, to get those types of nations. And that that'll be huge news back in, oh, in the yeah. Netherlands. Absolutely. I mean, in a not, not, non-cricket country, obviously, but yeah. that'd be a huge result for them. So outstanding stuff. And I guess many ways we look back at Australia and, and think what they did wrong. End of the day, and there'll be some criticism when you think Aaron Finch, 35 years of age, captain, probably should call it quits. Um, he's been an outstanding skipper, more than 3,000 uh, runs in T20 internationals, captain the team 76 times. So got a great record. Matthew Wade probably going to bow out as his last. David Warner, pressure on him. All this speculation, all this criticism, Scott, you know how many matches they lost during the tournament? They <laughs> lost one. They lost, lost one tournament, uh, one game. They really? lost one against New Zealand. They got hammered first up, so it was yeah. a poor effort. But, of course, that net run rate was smashed in that result. And so, therefore, they had a washout against England. It wasn't a horrendous performance, but they weren't anywhere near their best. So, is it just me and clouding my own thoughts? Are Australia on the nose, mate? Like, what, why, why is the Australian cricket team, in my eyes, on the nose of the public? Like, people, people that I speak to, um, the, the general vibe that I'm getting is people are quite happy to ask you off the top. Uh, don't really care about the Aussie cricket team not making a World Cup final. I mean, he's gone past. That's not the attitude Australians have had towards the team. So, is it is it the Langer sacking? Is it the is it the Cummins influence in that? And then the, his demeanour. Is it the performance? 
Because there is a, in my mind, a, a concerted effort by Aussies to not really give a shit about what the cricket team's doing. Yeah, I think I think the Australian public have, you know, we, they used to cop it in the neck because Steve Waugh and the boys used to sledge too much in McGrath. I think the Aussies have had lots of periods over the past 20 years, as good as they've been, that they've been, haven't been loved by the public. Now, I think more, only in WA. I think the Langer effect is only where we sit because of where he's, he's from, etc. I don't think the rest of Australia really gives a, you know, a damn about that. The Cummings thing's probably had more influence, on, I think, on people's perception. So, mate, you're a cricketer. Go and play cricket. That's your job. Let the, as I say, the cobblers do the cobbling from a marketing point of view or an advertising point of view. So but that, that's probably the one that's, I think, at least um, hasn't helped their cause. Look, the whole tournament's been October in Australia. We've had, uh, I know you don't follow cricket, but Duckworth Lewis, they've been pretty prominent. Yes, and the Stern. Duckworth, Lewis and Stern. It's it's actually updated. It's Duckworth, Lewis, Stern system. Is that right? Yeah, not good to see you learnt something today, mate. It is. I'm right. I'm correct. Well, where's Stern come from? I'm not sure. Hamish Brayshaw was all over it, I tell you. Well, it's, right it's only been declared, declared as the Duckworth, Lewis system. It's because rain, obviously, plays such a big part in this tournament. October's not great. Uh, but to go back to the Australian uh, perspective, that, that they don't play another T20 uh, series tournament until next August. So that's why Finch won't be there. That's why Wade won't be there. And they need to make some changes. They had guys like Nathan Ellis, who bowled really well in a warm-up game here at Optus, um, going back a month or so ago. I saw him there. I thought, this kid's going to play, surely going to play some matches. Didn't get a game. They stuck to their tried and true of Hazelwood, Cummins and Stark. And then when it came to the crunch, they left Stark out of what was an important game against Afghanistan? No, 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 no. Really weird selections. Well, 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 all of this is coaching, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not West Australian, so maybe I am clouded by the Langer thing. But all those things you've just said are coaching decisions. You know, hold, holding by your senior players, not playing young players, leaving Stark out. They left Smith out to start with, and he's back in the team, and he bats like shit anyway. You've got guys that are in. Ill-discipline. I, I didn't watch a lot of their cricket over the, the tournament. I tuned in for this decider against uh, Afghanistan, right, thinking they need a big run rate in, in order to jump over England in the table. Uh, they're in a great position to start the match. They started well. Warner's batting well. He's a great batsman when he does it. Did you see how he get, got out? I, I put it on Twitter, and people are t- some people are saying, well, you just got to you know, take the wins and losses in T20 cricket. He fucking faced up opposite-handed and got clean-bowled middle stump. It was the most ill-disciplined piece of cricket I've seen. Maybe I haven't been watching enough of it, but how do you you flip your bat around, face up left? Doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. It looks ridiculous. I know, but by the same token, when when these guys go for the ramp shot or the reverse sweep and it comes off, we applaud. When something that the reverse hit or switch hitting, as it's called, if that doesn't come off, you look like an absolute fool. Yeah, and he looked like a fool. And I think um, there was numerous moments. The live game I went and saw against Sri Lanka, they fielded poorly. The attitude looked poor. It was like they were just out there to have fun. And we've heard from numerous players in the Australian camp that they're having the most fun they've ever had and they're enjoying their cricket. I'll tell you what's not fun, losing. And whether you like it or not, the Australian cricket team, through their players, through their actions, have set themselves up to fail. If they don't win, they look like a bunch of absolute wackos, mate. Because seriously, like they've had a coach that, okay, he's driving the standards too hard and he's difficult to communicate with, and but he, but he was winning. He, was, he won the Ashes, won the World Cup, and he changed his ways. And then what, you get rid of him and then you've started to lose. Are you going to look like a, like a silly bunch of guys because they've driven that skate, the players have. And they're in absolutely their right to, but... 
you need to make sure you stand up and, and put up if you're going to make those sorts of decisions. Well, the big the big crunch will come, and I don't care about the T20 World Cup. I don't care about even playing the West Indies this summer. I mean, the, well, the, West the, Indies, whoopty do. The right. big task for Australia, for cricket, and this is what we hang our hat on, is next year to go back to England and retain the Ashes. Retain the Ashes over there, which... Of course, jail was was part of, and they did it uh, by the skin of their teeth. But they they did it, yep. and, and they they deserve credit for that. But that's that's the test. That'll find out whether this team is um, getting in the right direction. I think we could, if it's just uh, secluded to Western Australia, pong of the Australian cricket team. If they go over and lose, which is quite possible, it's very hard to win over there. You agree? But people will forget how hard it is to win over there if they lose, because people don't like losers. I'm telling you, it's just I, how it goes. I'd much, rather, I'd much rather lose a T20 uh, World Cup final than lose the Ashes. For me, as a cricket buff, I reckon that is, that's the, the, top of the top of the pile. So, yeah, a bit to be done for the Aussies. Uh, uh, but, again, if, if we could see India, Pakistan, MCG this Sunday, uh, that would be just... Uh, That'd be yeah. the, the the pinnacle of two countries. Talk about rivalries. It doesn't get any better than but that. People that went to that game to start the tournament, there was a hundred thousand. Said it was one of the greatest sporting spectacles, spectacles they've atmospheres they've ever been. Just crazy lunatic supporters, and it's awesome. Like how oh, yeah. good. I'd love not, to see not, not even drinking half of them. They're just, like, <laughs> yeah, just, on the, best just uh, high on life. Uh, Justin Langer will be on back chat in two weeks' time. By the way, we've uh, sat down with JL uh, last week. Bit to say on a few of the topics I just covered, actually, Scott. Well, just you sounded like a bit of a mouthpiece for him just then. Okay, well, you're gonna have to tune in and listen to what he has to say about it. If you think oh, I had something to say, wait till you hear what Justin Langer says on Backchat. Uh, you are on the shoulder footy cars, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Yeah, let's do a bit of a West Coast wrap, a bit of all things sport here in the West. The Wildcats, they've been on an absolute form losing slump. They finally get the win against the Adelaide 36ers in Adelaide. They win by five points. Um, it was a five-game losing streak. Is it panic stations for Wildcats? Um, After that loss on Friday night, it was. Yeah, they got uh, towelled up by the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. I watched that game in defence. I we were terrible. We were beaten on the boards, rebounding. I think it was something like 46 to 32. And that's that's the issue defensively. Perth, terrible. And they, ha- they are, look. North Melbourne had, you know, Wayne Carey as a one-man band. They used to go, Bryce Cotton, and we'll get to the Adelaide game in a second, but Bryce Cotton is the only guy that's been regularly scoring, and he's, you know, he's been terrific. Luckily against Adelaide, uh, Brady Mannix stood up and hit 25. Uh, That's what he's been brought in to do. Exactly. Yeah, so he's been brought in to do a lot of that to help with the heavy lifting. Not convinced about the Cats. Uh, They beat Adelaide, who are a bit flaky for mine, and again, comes back to uh, on court have they got the right chemistry but off court administration is it a happy front office as they say I'm not convinced that everything is uh, as rosy as what um, the owners would like it to be said about the administration how it's going and that's only feedback I'm getting from, from staff members from time to time yeah yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because of course all over the back page of the paper mm. you've got Hutchie's face on it and I don't know how much that has an influence on things. I think one thing that does impact it is the success that the Perth Wildcats have had. You're coming off a very high base. So any sort of drop-off suddenly looks like the world's over. I think they've got a good young coach in John Reilly. Um Yes, there's ownership change. There's going to be difficulties moving through that because it's going to be different. Um, I saw a lot of the stuff that's changed on game day. They're, Gee, they're angry with that. They're the Joker and the Thief not played <laughs> at the right time. Rocky Reed's on the pumping them up. I, I don't know what's going on, but there seems to be 
like always, when there's change and it and you're not winning, that's when it doesn't work. Like that's when it feels like it's not working. If you're winning and all these, it's like, oh, Joker and the Thief, we should have cut that years ago. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I, I just think you need to give that whole group some time, whether it be the administration, the ownership and the players. Uh, there's some moving pieces there. Like you, you have a new coach, you have a new administration. Well, they, the problem is they've had three new coaches yeah. in, in, in 12 months, for instance. And, and yeah, look, there's there's instability there, certainly from the outside. Um, you know, a lot of flax being thrown at Hutchie. He's a big boy, he can, he can take it. But it does tend to go in sport, and you probably know this, in, in footy, if the administration's sound and solid, say like Geelong, yep. even through the tough times, you, you, you hold firm and, and things come together. Clubs at St Kilda, as a, as a case in point, instability and all over the shop, the results tend to mirror that some sometimes. Yes, so I, that's why I've, I don't have great fears for the Wildcats. I think, yes, they've changed the administration, but they've got a big enough culture in that group that if they can keep things together... They'll be fine. They but they're a mile work. off the pace at the moment. No, they they're, are. They're a long way off yeah, it. Yeah, because, because, like you said, I think the imports aren't really doing what they think they could have. Manak was good on the weekend, has 25, but they'll need more influence from them going forward. What about the soccer, skate? Do you follow the soccer much, mate? I do follow a bit. I've just um, got my hands on some equipment that I've brought from overseas. I'll be able to watch okay. more of it, hopefully. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> just, well, we well, who knows what okay. it is. But uh, all I know is if I can I'll get my wife or someone to try and work it onto a team, I'll be watching more of it. Okay. Um, but the EPL uh, is huge and Arsenal – Big match last night against Chelsea. Who's your team in the APL? If you had to pick a team. Uh, well, I went and saw Man City play a couple of years ago. Went to Old Trafford. Bit of a, a man, you know, but I don't have a team. I mean, to be fair, Arsenal would be the, the, the club, which I haven't been to to uh, watch them play. Uh, but they, I've got a soft spot for them, well, but not, not a hard and fast lot. You, well, are you a Piers Morgan big, type? Big Arsenal fan. I'm not, I am know Piers Morgan, but I bloody love Arsenal. And they've had some rough years. Arsenal winger for mm. a long time. Had them near the top, but they were always touted as... They hadn't won a championship since so 2001, 2002, basically, where they, they had the, the glory days. Yeah. But the, I tell you what, Cesc Fabregas, who is just an absolute gun of a human being, he has them... Sorry, Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta. I don't know where I pulled <laughs> Cesc Fabregas from. Mikel Arteta, he is the man to lead us to the promised land. We have a young team. We're on top of the league, baby. Like... Uh, seriously, we beat Chelsea in the derby. Like, see you later. Bye-bye, Chelsea. We sit on top. I'm up and about. Sam Butler, very big Arsenal fan. Yeah, no, true. That's fair enough. Look, Man City, obviously, is the, the, the team that is... And didn't they get out of jail? I think it was against Fulham at the weekend. They were They're good at and, that, seriously. Down a man, get the pen, late in the piece, convert it, win. And the other other result that I thought was interesting was Mo Salah just with a couple of beautiful strikes. Liverpool. Uh, uh, Liverpool just getting the job done. So uh, Sounds like you're all over the APL. Well, I did do breakfast radio at four this morning, so plenty of time <laughs> to go through the results, Gary. <laughs> the glory. Um, talking about West Coast teams and yep. the Perth glory, um, they lose again. They go 4-0 to Melbourne. Bruno Fornaroli is out the door. He debuts for the victory and wins the game for the victory scores the last goal of the game in a win for them so uh, are they in a tough spot they've got a new coach they've got a new system the Perth Glory they not winning home games, games. Yeah. Oh, they're, 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 they are coming back they're a week. long way behind the, we're talking about the Wildcats they're, they're, they are dare I say just because of results at the moment they're irrelevant in this sporting landscape because they're playing away from home they get well, got one result next to their name, which has uh, you know been hard work for them. They played Melbourne City's a, a, a super side, yes. but to go down four nil, you know, have they got the, the 
Cut the roster? Yeah. No, I don't think so at this stage. And look, you know, Tony Sage has poured his heart and soul into it and his finances and he comes up and they end up with no venue to play home games until the early part of next year. I think it's uh, Macedonia. We're Sterling Macedonia down the road. Is that there. where they'll be playing? Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Uh, because HBF Park, unavailable because of renovations, oh which gosh. have been delayed, I think. So, yeah, a lot hasn't fallen in their favour. Um, you know, they've got... A lot of work to do, and Fortaroli losing him, and obviously he refused to refused to sit on the bench. Yeah, and that, yeah, the coach made a stand, well, rightfully so, in my opinion. Yeah, you, but, can't, you can't have. But mate, in soccer, that's like red rag to a bullet. It's like saying they just walk. That yeah. is, that's the easy nature of of football in this sense. They can just just say, okay, I'm out of here, and they get picked up next minute. I know you're a big fan of this sport, the NFL. Mm. Who is your team? Remind me of who your team well, is. Well, sort of, again, I went and saw the San Francisco 49ers play a few years ago, so I'm probably a bit of a soft spot for them. I'd love to, never got to see Brady and the Patriots play um, yes. at their home deck, but yeah, I'm not as passionate, to be honest with you, whoever I've got the uh, having a bet on. I thought so. <laughs> well, you'd be doing well if you were betting on my team, the Minnesota Vikings. So, so how did you end up barracking for Minnesota? When I first started following NFL, which is a long time ago, Adrian Peterson was drafted into the team. Yep. He won Rookie of the Year. Was an absolute juggernaut running back for that team. Uh, Got to say, purple. And it probably doesn't bring out the best of my blue eyes, but you know that's my color. That's my team, the Minnesota Vikings. They've had some up and down years. Brett Favre, one year he was in a prelim effectively, and just uh, he did this wheel route and threw it away, threw an interception, absolutely butchered it up. We were in field goal range. Anyway, not that I've hung on to that. That was about two thousand nine. <laughs> Uh, they are sitting second in the NFC. The Philadelphia Eagles are undefeated, 8-0. and zero. Minnesota sits 7-1. and one. Um, They're a real surprise packet, but not to me. So I'm going to have to – I think I might start bringing out my Minnesota merch. I've got a bit of it upstairs. Might just have to bring it down here and just chuck it on here for the Shelter Sportscast. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, Tom Brady, done it again. Yep. Tampa's struggling. Mm. He's struggling. And I don't know whether it's to do with what's happening with him um, away from – Shell. Giselle, yeah. Well, I'd be in a state of depression as well. So, yeah. <laughs> financially and all the other things. If are, you're looking, Giselle. Yeah, well, no, not. I'm very no, happily so but, ensconced. Yeah. But uh, as we speak, uh, that'll cost him an absolute polis. But um, <laughs> I think the reason, I, I'm just reading this, that the reason that they have gone Gonski is because he played on as opposed to saying, yep, I've retired, which he was going to do. And he's, he's coming. Anyway, it's today, interesting. this well, morning. He's produced another masterpiece at the death to get uh, Tampa Bay across the line. So yep. he's a genius, but coming towards the end of his tenure. And just quickly, you mentioned we're talking about high-profile quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, haven't they fallen? They're in, um, they're in World of Pain. Minnesota's conference, so they're in NFC, whatever that is. And he came out at the start of the year, rightfully so. He's been an arrogant player for a lot of his career because he's a gun, multiple MVP winner. Yeah. Super Bowl winner, he gets it done. So he usually can talk the talk because he walks the walk. But they've been poor. They got rid of their car, uh, their key wide receiver, Defonte Adams, at the start of the year. He went to the Vegas Raiders. And, oh, like, I just, yeah, I am just couldn't be happier because they're a massive rival of the Minnesota Vikings to and see that Aaron Rodgers. I, I would be surprised if Rodgers either asked for or was – Traded at the end of this. Well, they don't season. have any. They don't have any. Like, yeah, they've got a great quarterback, but they don't have any wide receivers. So mm. I don't really understand the move of getting rid of Adams. But that's what they've done at the bottom of the table now. So bad luck. Yep. Um, let's get into the rest of the round. An AFLW quick run through. Melbourne defeat Adelaide by twenty-one points to move into a home prelim. Brisbane do the same to Richmond for another home prelim. So they'll be laying in wait to 
Uh, North Melbourne defeat Geelong by two. Um, so they go through to a semi against Richmond. Yep. And then Collingwood defeated Western Bulldogs, and Collingwood will play the semi against Adelaide. And the big nose out of that game between Collingwood and the Bulldogs, good game, by the way, Eliza James. Four goals, the first ever woman to kick four in an AFLW final. So that was at Victoria Park. So the crowd looked good. In fact, I think it was a sellout. So even though we've... Uh, was that the Melbourne... Uh, no, Collingwood. Bulldogs. Yep. Yeah. Even though we've pulled the curtain down on the, the AFLW season for obvious reasons, no Dockers, no West Coast, yeah. um, this is the pointy end for, for the best in the business. And uh, you'd have to think, again, Melbourne going to be difficult to, to knock off. Adelaide... They were very brave, but they, they're a chance to, to advance. And Collingwood, as I say, with that, that victory, they go across now to Adelaide to take on the the, uh, the Crows this weekend. Oh, I saw um, the first part of the Melbourne-Adelaide game and the first part of the Brisbane-Richmond game. So in fairness, I didn't see the games in entirety. But the quality, the, the highest point of quality of these games is starting to get better than the lowest quality of the men's games. Now, I know that's a little controversial and a lot of people won't like that. But the, the best things that the girls are doing now uh, would would be better to watch than the, the worst crap that the guys dish out. And I think for a long time, people have always said, the women are here, the men are here. There's a there's a far difference. I, I think the best of the best are now starting to match it with um, lower-level men's games. So, you doing AFL? Yeah, AFL, yeah. Like some of, the, some of the crap that I saw dished out in the men's games this year, I would ha- happily sit and watch the women's game over it. What I saw, what I saw in the first part of these finals, yeah. absolutely, and yeah. they're the best teams. Like so, so West Coast this year, Frio this year, in the women's weren't good, and some of their footy was really hard to watch. Like it was, it was yeah, unwatchable. Definitely. But the best, I, I think it's getting right up there as a really enjoyable product. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, and, and that's fine. Comparing the the blokes with with the women in that sense, like, to be honest, I, I call a lot of Colts footy. I, I I actually love calling the Colts footy because a you get to see the next guy come through, whether it's Neil Erasmus, Matt Johnson, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and that to me is is pure. The women's football. Do you call any women's football? Uh, have, not, tr- not trying to. Not no, trying no, no, to, no. I've called some. I called the Waffle W Grand Final. The only way that I started enjoying it was calling more of it and watching more and watch, of it. Yeah, you have to. You, it's easier to sit back, take pot shots without having watched it. And to be honest with you, there have been some Waffle W games that I've looked and gone, Jesus, this is, this is hard watching. It yeah. is hard watching. And same with AFLW. And we're going to get those moments pretty regularly while we've got so many teams and, and while the, the, the sport is developing. So I think patience required. Um, I wouldn't go as far as you were saying that you know, their best is as good as some of the worst in the men's to watch or enjoyment factor. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. If, you, if that's the way you, you see it, that's a, a real tick for where the competition is heading. Absolutely. Now, the T20 World Cup, we did miss a few results. You spoke to Hoggy last week. New Zealand defeat Ireland by 35 runs. They lock their way into the finals, of course, as we speak about that. Australia defeat Afghanistan by four runs, but we know now that that doesn't get the job done. Were you surprised at how far Afghanistan pushed Australia? I mean, they're a good good side. Rashid, Rashid Khan's a gun. Rashid Khan is just a superstar. Just an outstanding uh, spin bowler. And then with the bat late in the piece, he did all he could. And Hoggy, to be fair to him, he did come out and say, look, um, if results aren't looking great for Australia, don't be surprised if Afghanistan pushes them right to the end. And you know what? Towards the back end of that match, I thought, well, Australia's <laughs> cooked here anyway. I hope Afghanistan. This is this is where we sit, as you yeah. said about the Australians. Yeah. Yeah, I don't dislike the Australian team, but the fairy tale of Afghanistan getting a result would have been just well, would have been catastrophic from an Australian perspective yeah. for what it means for their reputation. But just for the tournament, it would have been nice. But yeah, the Aussies. Look, let's go through their list very briefly. Um, 
Marcus Dornis, probably the best of the batters. Glenn Maxwell had some good moments. Um, Dave Warner had some starts but didn't go on with it. Finchy, I think he's still in the top three, four run getters for Australia, but just Very did slow. not. Yes, yeah, slow and just couldn't get a hit it off the square. Mitch um, Marsh. Mitch Marsh, yeah. It was, it was okay in this game, 45 or 30. Yeah, that, he was a good performer. But again, there wasn't a lot of consistency from the Australian batters. No. Matthew Wade didn't see a lot of the uh, time at the crease because of opportunities. So he struggled. And our bowlers, Cummins struggled uh, in this game. Richardson really struggled after coming in. I think he went for 48 from his four overs. So that's a genius coaching move, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Mitch Stark didn't play. Um, End of the day, I think Zampa's, Zampa stands clearly as our, as our best T20 bowler, and he's yeah. a spinner. I was surprised Ashton Agar didn't get another run during the tournament. He took one for 24 uh, early on in the piece here in Perth. But, yeah, the Aussies, I think, a bit too much of the sameness, which we didn't see some of those emerging players come into the, the side that could have. Um, but as you said, they will with... Uh, absolutely. Upcoming Changing big, the game. Upcoming big bash. It'll be a big season for the big bash because it'll almost be a bit of a... Not that just the home home series and home tournaments are a, a finder, but if you play well in this series, you'd think that with some of these players coming out, there's some there's some spots up for the grabs. Absolutely, and T Twenty uh, Big Bash form translates into IPL form, which translates into ching. <laughs> yes, there is some dollars on the line <laughs> for the boys, but as we've spoken about, maybe maybe results should start to become a bit more preferable to some of these blokes rather than just cashing in the big dollars and worrying about Ooh. how many solar panels you have on top of your house, Pat Cummins. What, you, you, Sat, I wonder how many in. he does have. I wonder how many Pat Cummins that Well, do. I wonder how he got from Adelaide to back to Sydney. Do you reckon he walked? Sydney. With bare feet? Don't think so. Saturday, England defeat Sri Lanka by four wickets. Um, this ben one, Stokes. Yeah. Well, well, this one, Ben Stokes is, a, is an Australian dream killer and he does it again. England... Needed to lose to Sri Lanka for us to make the, the, the yeah. World Cup final. And look, Josh Butler, Alex Hales got him off to a dream start. Um, they're only chasing, what, 140-odd. So um, it was never really going to be a problem for them. And Asanka with 67 was, was good uh, for Sri Lanka. And look, the English, they still haven't played at their optimum just yet. They've got, of course, India on Thursday Big. in Adelaide. That's a huge yep. contest. And, and dare I say, although we've got so many English in, in living in Australia, they'll be outnumbered. At, at the Adelaide Oval, yeah. the Indians will come from everywhere. Seriously, Mumbai flights—they'll be—they'll. You just imagine going. Anyone in Melbourne who buries from India, well, they'll be driving. Imagine the car, the, the the highway. Well, I can't know. I can't remember which one it, what it's called. It's not a long drive. It's eight hours. It's not that far. Jump in the car. Get in. Get in there. If you Melbourne no, Indian, the flags. Don't. You know, I love them. Man. I don't take, we're not taking the Mickey. We just nah. admire their passion because they live and bread. Except for the bloke that opened up Rarick Coley's. Uh, uh, gear, well, gear he really lives in fairness. He loves it. <laughs> loves it a bit too much. Oh, yeah. So, the Indians, England, Thursday, massive. Who wins um, that? Well, again, I'm hoping for the India-Pakistan yeah. dream. But So, I, I think India's probably best is, is still good enough to win. Yep, I'll be with you. That's a surprise, isn't it? We don't usually tip the same people. No, we don't. Uh, Sunday, Netherlands defeat South Africa. We've spoken about yep. this game. South Africa bundled out of the competition. Choke. See you later, South Africa. Pakistan defeat Bangladesh in effectively a knockout game. It was it was whoever wins goes through. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Afridi, the fast bowler for Pakistan, took four for twenty-two. Yeah, uh, they were. It's amazing the the vibe from Pakistan as soon as they knew the result of the other game. You just go from there to there, yeah. and they played accordingly. So, uh, and that that might just be the little bit of luck they need because they they've had a you know they well, they, they lost to India by. 
two runs in that first game. It was disastrous a, last over. They did a lot right. So if they get back to a final and take on India, they'll have they'll have some some positive feedback on that front. So yeah, Barber's a player that at the top of the order hasn't really been able to get going for them. If he does, then Pakistan becomes a live chance. But uh, a good result for them. Uh, India, as we said defeating Zimbabwe by 71 yes. runs in front of 82,000 fans. Uh, they'd already qualified for the for the semi-final, so um, it was just transmission resumed for, for the Indians. So Wednesday, uh, 9th of November, New Zealand play Pakistan uh, at the SCG, which hopefully that'll be... Weather's OK. Yes, yeah, good. Yeah, I've had a look at the forecast. Yeah, we don't want Duckworth, Lewis, Stern getting involved nice. in that one. I've got to find out who Stern's and, name is. And then Thursday, what's the other two? Wait, no, so is, is the person's name Duckworth Lewis? No, I think Duckworth yeah. and Lewis are two separate people. Well, what are their first names? Why do you need to know Stern's first names? <laughs> but he's come from nowhere. Can you find these things out for us, Dan? <laughs> I, I, I follow cricket quite strenuously, but Duckworth, Lewis, Stern has not never been in the, vo- the vocabulary. You watch, Dan. I'll come up with this, and we'll find out their first names. So Thursday, England play India, as you said, at the... India, England, at, that's at the Adelaide Oval. I think it is. England, yep, yes. and the first game's at the SCG. And by the way, forecast for both those two games is terrific. That's good. And the forecast for Sunday no. is shite. Do they have a backup game for the final? You can't be, you can't be deciding the final by Duckworth-Lewis. You cannot. <laughs> you know, good call. I don't know. That's a, that's, it's a Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock our time, MCG. I've had a look at the Melbourne forecast, and you know it was 13 degrees when I was there for the Cup, so yes. it was like being there in the middle of winter. It's not great. There's 6 to 20 mils forecast. Mate, you cannot decide a World Cup by weather. Well, you it can't. is. Well, that's what happens, unfortunately. So that's Sunday, and Dan's got some information coming through. Yeah, so uh, here we go. Frank Duckworth. There we go. Frank. Tony Frank. Lewis. Not to be confused with former cricketer Tony Lewis. is a different one. <laughs> okay. uh, and then Professor Stephen Stern became the custodian of the method, and it was renamed to its current title in November 2014. So you, you're well behind. No one's ever called it. You're, you're well off the 2014, place. no one's ever called it Duckworth Lewis Stern. Eight years You ago. know they have Wikipedia says so. No, the custodian, Stephen. Custodian. Well, <laughs> he's, he's a, a professor. professor. He's a <laughs> he's a peanut. Seriously, he, no, he can't. Well, I don't know him, but he can't. He's never been in the title. It's like having a song just renamed. <laughs> oh, well, there you are. The Duckworth Lewis Stern system managed by a peanut now. No, hello to Mr. Stephen Stern's <laughs> Professor Stern, sorry. We, love him. we do love him. Oh, we're done and dusted. We're gone. We're done. Shelter Footy Cast. Uh, if you want to find anything, you know where to find us shelterbrewing.com.au. Find us on socials, Shelter Footy Cast. You can send us a bloody email. I'd like an email, Skeet. Would you like an email? Yeah, you know, I can read emails. Just uh, the other stuff a little bit beyond me uh, Insta and Snapchat and all that other exciting things you can get of course in touch with us on socials as you know that's correct footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is an email listen to us a podcast watch us as YouTube that's been done and dusted skate World Cup T20 semi-finals here we come Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. 
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.